0: what's wrong peter i can't stay and play i've done what i came to do and now i have to go back no peter please oh, peter. don't leave us peter and don't say goodbye what's goodbye it's going away that's what it is forgetting about us all over again you're all my lost boys i'll never forget you never Welcome to the Fan Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neal. The time has come, the moment has arrived, and I am here. Welcome to the Season 2 finale of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with your boy Dark Neal. It is Saturday, August 12th, 2023, and this is Episode 20 for Season 2 of as well as being episode 40 for the entire podcast. What an incredible run this show has had from these past two seasons. With over 500 plays in 10 countries, as well as being recognized in the top charts of IMDB and Feedspot.com, words can't express how thankful I am at the attention this show has been getting and it's all attributed to you guys the fan geek listeners out there um you know it's always hard to do these I'm realizing now even though this is the second time I'm doing this I'm starting to realize now these final episodes are the hardest ones to do for me because this has become my life this is what I do I mean I've literally and I actually can't thought about this like really sat down and and reflected on this um in the past few days I've actually kind of not really pushed it aside but I've taken a break from even putting content on my YouTube channel because that's how all this started I've been a YouTube content creator for about good three years and I've actually taken a break from it to concentrate more on this show because this was the next evolution you know of your boy Dark Neo because it it basically went from being a YouTube content creator to then you know creating my website darkneofangeeks.com which I still push (laughs) Um, and I still update and then like I said this show came about you know debuting on May 13th of this year and I've really gone full force into this show so much that I enjoy doing it, and I think the transition was, you know, it was getting to a point where even with the content that I was pushing on my YouTube channel, it seemed my numbers as far as subscribers slowed down a great deal, and it wasn't for a lack of content. I was pushing content all the time, but I also noticed that the more content I push, there, there, there was hardly... People catching up to to watch it so that's why i kind of stepped aside from it and took a break from it i didn't disband it it's still there you know you can go to youtube and look for me dark neo dark one entertainment it's still there it still runs but i took a but i wanted to just take a break from it to let everyone catch up and watch the stuff that i put down even even the sh- even my other show that i was doing on there Um, called TikTok You Don't Stop with your boy Dark Neo, that, that, um, basically celebrated TikTok, um, users out there. I did what four episodes of that, and I took a, and then I did like three to four episodes of that, and then I took a break because I realized, okay, is anyone even watching these? (laughs) You know, and they're really good shows. They are really good. If you haven't seen, you need to go on there and see what I've done, you know, because there's a lot of content that I pushed on there. And, um, so I needed you guys to catch up with it. So that's why I kind of took a break from it. I, is it, you, I can't really say that's something that I lost interest in because I really didn't. You know, I still, I mean, I went back to it here and there, picked at it a little bit. You know, like how a songwriter writes songs and he picks at it here and there. I did a little bit of that. I Even my dark mode live gameplay where I, I play games live from my PS5 and broadcast it. I did a little bit here and there, but not as full force as I used to, so, you know, I had to, you know, I needed, not, I didn't want to slow down, but I needed something else to concentrate on, and that was how the Fan Geeks for All podcast was born, I wanted an outlet, something that I can just talk and do the stuff, talk about the stuff that I love, and, you know, the podcast show was an idea I mean, it came to fruition this year, but the seed was planted from, like, maybe years ago, like, I would probably say almost decades ago, and I've told this story before of how my dad is in radio and has been in radio for, like, over 30 years or so, and, um, and I was always asked, you know, if, are you ever gonna be in radio like your dad, are you gonna you do what your dad did or whatever, so this is my version of it, and, um... Even though it's not radio, it's not controlled by radio um, corporations or anything like that. I run the show. I create it, run it, write it, produce it, direct it, everything, me, myself, and I. So, um, you know, I have that going for me. But it was something that I realized I enjoy doing, that I have a knack for. And I just wanted to get, get it out to you guys to create this entertainment news program that's a that's not just news but a variety of my personality and what i you know things i enjoy talking about so um so with all that being said you know when it comes down to now this is the season two finale and you know it's all after ending season one and then coming back with this one i realize it's so hard now to say goodbye you know and you know I may make it sound very melodramatic and all this stuff because I'm going to keep the show going on for a good while, you know. Um, And when I I end these seasons, I only take two weeks off and then I come back with the next season. So it's not goodbye forever, but it still feels like that every time I do shows. Because especially when you do something that you love on a daily basis or in my case, every other day and you stop doing it for a period of time just to take a break, that break, it could be much needed, but it can also seem stifling because you're so used to doing what you love doing and to walk away from it, even for just a week, you know, seems very, it it seems weird. And I walk, and I stop, once I end the season, I'm gone for two weeks. I literally don't record any new shows for two weeks And then by the time the two weeks are up, I come back with a brand new season. So, um, so yeah, it's still, even though it's two weeks may seem like nothing to everybody, to me, it's that two weeks of not doing the show seems like I've been gone away for two months. It really does feel like that way to me because this is my baby. This is what I enjoy doing. So, um, it's a tough one, but it's a much needed one to progress and go on to the next level. So, and I love this show. I love my Fan Geeks for All podcast as well as my Fan geeks. I love you guys because you are the reason that the show is even a success. I would not have numbers like I have right now if it wasn't for you. And it'll continue to grow because I need it to grow. There's some, you know, I mentioned how... This show got on the charts for IMDb and um, for Feedspot.com, but there's other charts out there that I'm dying to get on that I think really need to pay attention to me. But you guys are the are the benefactor of that you guys are the ones that can help. Listen and follow this show and listen to these episodes. A million times over and send you share them with your friends and family so that the word spreads so you like I said i don't have a hired street team so you guys are my street team you guys are the ones that if you really enjoy that you're listening to the show now so you obviously like it so if you're loving the show you need to spread the love and spread it to your friends and family so that they know and they can do the same thing so you guys are like my official street team so um you know and you know i always thank you guys And um, as always, for my new listeners, you know, I thank you for joining the program and, you know, to keep in mind that you can always listen to and follow this podcast, even when I'm on my break, my little two-week vacation, you can still follow, continue to follow and listen to this podcast on all the major platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So make sure that you subscribe to both my YouTube channel and my website, DarkNeoFanGeeks.com. And don't forget to check out my Fan Geeks for All fan club. You know, this is important as well. If you guys love this show and you like to be support it, become a monthly member. It's 100% optional, but this is a good way to support the show so I can continue to make the show even better, sound better, sound better. And, and, and just give you all the stuff that you really enjoy. So if you want to become a fan geek fan club member, all you have to do is visit patreon.com slash support fan for all that's P A T R E O N.com slash support fan geeks, the number four, A L L. You hit that join button. And when you join, you will automatically get a chance to win a free fan geeks for all promotional t shirt Just from me that I designed myself straight to you guys. It's a shirt that I sell on my website for $20, but I'm going to give it to you guys for free just by joining my um, Patreon.com support fan geeks for all website. Um, so that's going to be a gift for you guys. All right, guys. So without further ado, let's get on, let's get in to my final fan geeks hot topics for this season two finale. All right. Fast and Furious actor Tyrese Gibson is suing Home Depot for $1 million for racial profiling. The lawsuit that was filed three days ago in L.A. Superior Court claims that on February 11th of this year, he and two Hispanic associates of his, Eric Mora and Manuel Hernandez, experienced outrageous discriminatory mistreatment and consumer racial profiling firsthand. Tyrese and his two associates were waiting at the checkout line for a longer than usual time due to a glitch in the POS system at the store. While they were online, fans of Tyrese recognized him and started to gather around. Now, Tyrese not wanting to cause any disturbance at all in the store gave his credit card to one of his associates to let them finish the transaction while he leaves to go wait in his car Tyrese let the cashier know before he left about the plan and asked the cashier if they needed anything from him to complete the transaction to which the cashier said no and that it was okay for him to leave supposedly understanding the situation. Now, once Tyrese left and his two associates were next to be checked out, the cashier refused to complete the transaction, stating that they needed to see a form of ID for the credit card that was being used. Tyrese was in his car FaceTiming his associates on his phone while waiting for the crowd to leave. When he came back inside the store to finalize the transaction, the manager of the store refused to even speak or acknowledge Tyrese in person. And only after a heated argument with the cashier was Tyrese finally able to finish the transaction and, and be done with it. The lawsuit states The actions of the cashier and manager were discriminatory based on race and origin. There is no other plausible explanation for the mistreatment of plaintiffs. The transaction was refused despite Gibson's repeated authorizations because of plaintiff's skin color and in the case of Mora and Hernandez, also because of their national origin. This is a clear and deplorable instance of discriminatory mistreatment and consumer racial profiling. The treatment of Gibson, Mora, and Hernandez by the Home Depot company was humiliating and demanding. And, yeah, and demeaning, sorry. Excuse me, demeaning. So, yeah, guys, that's... Woo! Woo! that's crazy. Now we have, all, all of us have been in stores where, you know, we have to wait on a long time because of either just, it's crowded, long line, or like I said, POS system is down or whatever the case may be. But I know for me as an African-American male, I have not, as far as I can remember, and i i I've, I've worked in retail too, so I know. I, but even as a consumer, as a shopper, I don't believe, at least I haven't noticed any racial profiling towards me to anything, you know, because I get along with everybody, black, white, Asian, Puerto Rican, transgender, I don't care who you are, what you are, I'm cool with you, that's just how I am, I'm originally from New York, New York is a melting pot, so I'm cool with everybody. No matter what your race, color, creed, sexuality, I don't care. You guys are cool with me. And that's how I've always been since birth. So, for me as a consumer, I don't remember any instance where I've gone through something like Therese went through. And, um, yeah, that kind of sucks that, you know, and, it, and it, it's so weird because... And not the fact that the manager didn't want to acknowledge Tyrese or look at him or say, speak to him, whatever. It's so weird that this is not. That, I mean, the lawsuit is based on racial discrimination and profiling. But and you know what? In in a very weird sense. I mean, I'm glad that Tyrese put this out there and is and is suing and got this lawsuit in action because. Not once in there in the lawsuit mentioned anything about Tyrese's celebrity. His celebrity has zero to do with this. Because a lot of times, and let's be honest, there's been a lot of you know, um, people in the entertainment industry that have gone through something similar, and their star status was a changing factor of some kind or whatever not in this case and you know Tyrese Gibson is as big as you can get this is I mean he's in one of the most biggest franchises that movies have ever seen and that's the Fast and Furious franchises so not even his star status played into this in fact he diffused the whole star status thing when he noticed a crowd was coming around and take snapping photos of him or video and he left the store. So that he doesn't have to go through that. Because he just came there just to shop and get his stuff and get out. You know, like like anybody would. You know. So he left the situation so it, does, it didn't escalate. So he did Home Depot a favor by doing that. But the fact that, you know, how do you... And I don't know who this cashier was. Male, female. I, they didn't disclose it. But how do you as a cashier... Forget the whole star status thing, because, like I said, his celebrity had zero to do with this. But how do you look at someone and say they tell you, "Hey, I'm gonna go to my card. They got my card. You need? Do you need anything? Do you need my ID? Do you?" Need, he asked the cashier all this, and the cashier was like, "Cool, no problem. You're good." How do you change face all of a sudden as soon as those two come up the line? And now you say, oh, I need proper ID, I, I can't do it, it's, it's company policy bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I was like, how are you going to do that? You just looked at the man's face and, and he asked you, is there anything you need me to give you? ID, this, that, whatever. And you said, no, you're good. And now you change your tune the second he leaves the store and you and and two, and his two Hispanic associates, Hispanic associates come up, and now you change your tune? Oh, you... You best believe this lawsuit is going to stick and Home Depot is going to be paying out that one million dollars to, to Tyrese and his two associates. Because that is wrong to the fifth power. <laughs> that is 50 shades of wrong right there. And he is so going to win that lawsuit. So going to win. So shame on you, Home Depot, for for doing that. I mean, honestly, in this day and age, you're really going to go there? And it was so funny when I read the article, Home Depot's response was literally, you can, you might as well just go into the, like the, the corporate rules and regulations that are put on everyone who applies for Home Depot. That's on, on the forms you fill out of, of, you know, um equal 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 rights equality blah 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 rules and regulations they literally just almost copy and pasted what they said in response to it quoting exactly the corporate's law on discrimination so it's not like the manager himself said those words he he just basically copied what was in home depot's bylaws so i was like that's a chicken shit bullshit way of of responding to the accusations by just copying that. first of all that makes you even look dumber that you would just quote something that was already printed from Home Depot's existence and give that as an answer you guys are in such deep shit it's, it's like, that is so freaking wrong 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 so Tyrese brother I'm with you on this one you and your boys, yeah, you you're gonna get compensated for this one big time. Home Depot, you, you done fucked up on this. <laughs> you really did. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad, bad. So, and I know because I've worked in retail, so I I can say with a sh- without a shadow of a doubt, y'all are dead ass wrong for that one. Very much so. <laughs> Whoo yeah that's gonna be a good one to see the ending of that (laughs) all right so let's move on so there's recently been some confusion as to whether or not we'll see gal gadot return as wonder woman her last appearance as the goddess warrior was in a surprise ending cameo in shazam fury of the gods but will there be a wonder woman 3 In an interview with ComicBook.com, Gal said that she was invited to a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran. And according to her, she was told that they were going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 with her. And how much they loved her, her, her as the character and that she has nothing to worry about, time will tell. But now... Sources closest to Gunn and Safran have said that nothing was ever promised to Godot regarding a a third Wonder Woman film, nor was there any discussion of her returning to the character in their new DC universe. Now, back in December, news had surfaced that a deal with Warner Brothers. And director Patty Jenkins, who wrote all the other Wonder Womans, her script for Wonder Woman 3 had fallen apart due to Gunn's introduction as head of DC Studios, citing that her vision for the character didn't fit into what Gunn and Saffron saw as the reimagining of the DC Universe. And as of right now, the only concrete plans Gunn and Saffron have for Wonder Woman's story is a prequel see- series called Paradise Lost for the Max streaming service with a story that takes place on the hidden island of the- Th- Themyscira before Princess Diana was even born. So that's what's currently in the works right now as as far as anything re- related to Wonder Woman. Um, And just to be clear, you know, when, when Gunn and Safran spoke with Patty Jenkins originally, and she gave her script treatment to how she thinks Wonder Woman 3 should be, I mean, they may have, they openly listened, but they, you know, politely said, it's just not fitting our vision of how we're seeing DC right now, and remember, they said this when they were just got hired on to DC Studios, you know, and um, they, Gunn has gone on record And has even on his social media and said to Patty directly, "No hard feelings, you know. Like we're still cool, you know. We still love you, but you know, just right now, what your what your um your script treatment, what you're proposing is just not what we're doing right now. We have another idea that we want to do, and and all's fair. All's fair. It's you know, it's it's cool, you know. No bad blood between the two. It's just a different vision, and Patty feels the same way, you know, Patty has has said, you know, more or less that, you know, I went in there, it's not like I got turned down flat, we discussed it openly, they were very willing to hear my ideas and whatever, but at the by the end of the day, my vision and their vision just didn't jive, and they had other plans, and she was cool with it, She, you know, does it hurt as a director? Of course it does, you know, because that's been basically Patty's baby since... Wonder Woman she's the one that introduced us to Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot playing Wonder Woman you know in the first place I mean even I mean even though Wonder Woman was introduced in that Batman versus Superman um you know movie with Zack Snyder it was Patty that basically got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman so and then she's guided Gadot as Wonder Woman through you know the first Woman. And Wonder Woman 1984. So, this has pretty much been Patty's baby project. So, yeah, it, I know deep down it's got to hurt her a little bit, but you know what? Let's see what they can do. Because a lot of people are still mixed with, you know, Gun and Saffron's running of DC Studios. You, you don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we still got Superman Legacy from them still coming out. Now that that's officially been cast, you know. Hopefully, they'll get that ball started. And I'm actually looking forward to see Paradise Lost on Max. You know, to see the the story of Themyscira before Wonder Woman was born. It'll be interesting to see because they described it as kind of like a Games of Thrones-ish kind of series. So, I can't wait to see that. I'm looking forward to it. And who knows? It might it might be another big hit for, for Max. You You never know. As they said, time will tell. <laughs> all right so for the final fan geeks hot topics of of today for this season back in august of 2015 um grand theft auto or gta as i like to as fans like to call it gta and red dead redemption creators rockstar games put a ban on on a game customization mod company called 5M, stating that they were were an unauthorized alternate alternate multiplayer service that created codes designed to facilitate privacy. In November of that same year, Rockstar partner rockstar's partner company take two sent private investigators to the home of one of the band mod creators in order to stop the development of 5m altogether but now in august of 2023 with the build-up towards the upcoming gta 6 rockstar has acquired cfx.re the maker of 5m customization mods for GTA 5 and Red M, the mods for Red Dead Redemption 2. Rockstar says that by partnering with them, they can help make they can help them find new ways to support and improve the services they provide to their developers and players. In the case of GTA Online, 5M enables the use of custom cars, maps, and weapons, and has dramatically increased the number of online players for the game. Rockstar believes that as long as mod, as a mod is non-commercial, doesn't violate IP rights, and doesn't mess with multiplayer or online services, then it's okay to use. So, that's cool that, you know, after eight-year ban, they, they kissed and made up and says, okay, we can do this. Because, you know, right now, Rockstar is, there. I, it's, i rock i love rockstar as a game company i really do because i'm still playing my gta 5 online um and i even went i even once in a while go to my gta 3 because um for place for guys who for you guys playstation 5 guys out there you don't know you can get like the playstation gta games um on playstation 5 because i have like um not only do i have you know gta 5 but i also have gta 3 which is one of my all-time favorites i have vice city and i have gta um san andreas so every once in a while i'll dabble in and go back and play those because it's just for nostalgic reasons especially 3 i love 3 3 was one of my favorite gta games but now 5 is (laughs) 5 has been mine and if you think about and then i i have i played red dead 2 i never played red dead 1 but red dead redemption 2 is one of my favorites cuz it's authentic western and i love the story i love the look of it it's awesome so rockstar games is number 1 in my book but they they're it's it's so different with them because unlike other game companies that pop out a new game every 6 months to a year rockstar has a steady pace of releasing a game or two and let that game ride for years you know what i'm saying because it's been like eight years now for gta for um you know gta 5 and and red dead redemption 2 these games have been out for a while but they're rock they're Rockstar's stars cash cows you know i mean they make other games as wrong as well don't get me wrong but those two especially the grand theft auto series that is their golden goose right there that's their money maker right there so you know for them to you know keep this going and then like i said right now with now with this ban release for for 5m and red m you know now that they've you know said all is well and you know and we can we can continue we can work together now this is cool because like i said they're preparing for gta 6 which fans have been waiting for for a long time you know I mean I first heard news about GTA 6 probably two years ago so there's still I mean it's hard to say if they're still making right now there's been leaked footage and stuff like that I don't know how much of it is real you know I think the last leak thing that came out recently was something showing like a new club feature but um, fans of it are saying it's the same club from GTA Online. There's no difference. So who knows? There's a lot of fake subs because fans desperately want GTA 6 to be released. And it will. Give Rockstar time. I would let. I, Rockstar can take all the time they want to release it and perfect it because I want perfection in a game like that. Because like I said, right now, I love GTA 5. I love the GTA Online series I played at. I've been, you know, having my character play it, you know, play through it, and I love it. I have no problem with it. So let Rockstar take all the time they need to perfect what needs to be perfected for GTA 6. I am so looking forward to it, and I can't wait. (laughs) So give it time, people. It shall come. (laughs) Okay, gang. It's time once again to prove that in our crazy world of reporting the news of the day, Only the truth can make us laugh. And you know what that means, kids. It's time for Headlines with Dark Neo. Okay, so now the way this works is I'm going to read to you 10 actual headlines or articles that have appeared in various local newspapers throughout the years. These are all real. I have not made any of these up. They are as real as you can get. They're in no particular order. But it's going to prove to you that only the truth is funny. (laughs) So, here we go. Man found dead in graveyard. (laughs) Wow. Well... He's in the right place, I guess. (laughs) You you know, case closed. You know, he's dead. He's in the graveyard. That saves a lot of paperwork right (laughs) uh, that! that, Wow, what a better place to find a a dead guy than in a graveyard. (laughs) All right. Yellow object spotted in sky. Hmm. You know, there's been a lot of reports of people globally seeing some yellow thing in the sky. I wonder if it could be the sun? (laughs) This is so stupid. Yellow object found. Come on, what else could it be? All right. Woman missing since she got lost. You know, that police, I know that, I can imagine what that was like. Oh, when was the last time you saw your sister? Oh, last time when she got got lost. That was the last time. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to help the police find her real quickly. (laughs) Stupid. Oh, man. Okay. You know, when you're working for a newspaper and your job is to place a headline in a particular section of the paper, you may want to consider the other articles underneath them. Now I'm going to explain this to you. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you the, the, the article that's below the ridiculous headline. You know, cause I, at first when I saw this, I honestly just saw the main headline and I was like, okay, this weird for you to, put that but okay and i i thought that was it and then i had to look at it again and look at it again and then i looked down to see the the article the article that was below it and then i saw the tie in i was like okay (laughs) there's the there's the funny part okay so i'm gonna explain basically what i see so in the article Well, I'm going to give you the article that's beneath it first, and then I'm going to tell you what the actual headline says. Now, the article that's below and the headline have nothing to do with each other. They're two completely different stories, but they somehow connect when you hear the headline. Okay, so there's a the article below is a picture of a woman standing outside like a building, and she's holding a door open. And the top of, on, above the picture, the caption reads, um, in through the back door. That's what, it, that's all it says, in through the back door. And like I said, it's just a picture of a woman standing outside of a building holding a door open. That's it. Simple, easy, nothing harmless enough. So that's the title of what's above the picture, in through the back door. The unfortunate part is the article that's above. <laughs> and the headline that's above it the headline above tells a different story and i don't have to get into the story cuz the headline says it all now keep in mind the the below the one below says in through the back door the headline on top <laughs> says boy scouts to accept gay boys <laughs> so I'll let you figure it out. It I I paste it so that you guys can see the joke right there. I'm not even going to repeat it. <laughs> if you didn't get it, just listen to this podcast again and let it sink in. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, next one. Northfield plans to plan strategic plan. Okay, you know, yeah, we got a plan. It's in the planning stages right now. But we plan to execute this plan as soon as we get our plan together. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck? How do you put, how do you post that as an article? Is <laughs> like, where'd you come from? The Dr. Seuss School of, of Reporting? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> a plan to have a plan of a plan. <laughs> oh man, it is crazy. Okay, now I saw this and I understood what they were trying to discuss as far as the article. And you know, I know in the newspaper industry that you have to get stuff on time you know we're going to presses in 5 minutes we need a headline and just throw something together well apparently the person who did this article really threw the headline together at a half-assed but rushed way and really didn't think about what he, the wording that he put now the article is about teachers on strike that's basically what the article is about, that the teachers are on strike and now these these kids are basically at home or on the street doing whatever, just can't go to school because of this teacher's strike. That's the article, but the headline seems very rushed and they must have been rushed for time and he could the, the writer could only condense it as best as he knows how, so the headline actually reads, Teachers strike idle kids. (laughs) So so that sounds like sit in your seat. Stop talking. No, you can't go to the bathroom. Hey, who threw that? (laughs) Teacher strikes idle kids. You couldn't add another word to kind of make it more understandable. Oh, man, it's crazy. All right. Next one. Something went wrong in jet crash, experts say. Well, these are why the guys that get paid the big bucks. If it wasn't for these highly skilled, highly trained educational experts, we would not know what went wrong in a jet crash. (laughs) Oh, man, where do they find these articles? This is crazy. Okay. (laughs) This is why. (laughs) <laughs> I, I couldn't believe this was an actual headline. <laughs> I actually could not believe this was an actual headline. Typhoon rips through cemetery, hundreds dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, weren't they dead before or, what, or were there just people having like a get a get together at a, at a cemetery and then boom, a typhoon hits killing everybody. I'm a little confused. <laughs> oh man it's so silly all right now this is pure coincidence and this kind of goes along with that the the typhoon ripping through the cemetery story although the two stories are totally different stories at totally different times of of the year or (laughs) history so but i just thought it was funny that it just ties in you know comically with it Now you know how they have you know wanted ads or whatever and stuff like that. You guys need a job. Well, hey, I got a job for you. This this is a good one. Cemetery superintendent. Now hiring. Now hiring. Cemetery superintendent. The ideal candidate must be able to. (laughs) <laughs> this is so funny. The ideal candidate must be able to supervise in a fast-paced environment. <laughs> <It's> like, really? <laughs> in a in a cemetery? <laughs> a fast-paced environment? <laughs> I guess he has to be passive. That typhoon is gonna about to hit. <laughs> uh, where do they? How do you even get that to press? <laughs> Yeah. in a fast paced environment, how fast can it be working as a cemetery superintendent? <laughs> oh man, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. What can I tell you? Okay. Now this last one, this last headline, you, all right, you know, this is why newspapers really need to hire more proofreaders. This is an example of how just one letter, one letter, can ruin an article completely. So I'm going to describe the photo first. The photo is of a bride and groom at their wedding. Beautiful couple. Nothing wrong with that. We see You see that in paper all the time. But unfortunately for them, a one letter typo. Just changes everything. So, like I said, the, you see, the photo is of a bride and groom just got married at their wedding, and the caption underneath reads, "Here, the bridal couple stood facing the floral setting and exchanged cows." <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> really. And do you Bill take Lauren to be your lawful wedded wife? One letter and it screwed up these this beautiful couple's romantic moment of their life. <laughs> Exchanged cows. I mean, we I this is why Print is dead, I guess. <laughs> and why everything is all on the internet now? <laughs> But it, that proves to you once again, only the truth is funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's it, kids. If, if you have an actual funny headline that you want me to read, that you find, no matter how you find it online, or if you have some granddad's got some old newspapers lying around the house, s- take a photo of it and send it to me on my email, darkneo.doe at gmail.com and i just might pick yours to be on a future episode of headlines with dark neo (laughs) okay all right gang so that's it kids it's time for your boy dark neo to bid you all adieu season two of the fangies for all podcast has now come to a close thank you all seriously from the bottom of my heart thank you all for your continued love and support of the show. To say I'm going to miss you guys is a true understatement. But all good seasons must come to an end. Season 3 will begin on Sunday, August 27th. So mark your calendars for that. Season 3 we will return, we will start, we'll begin on Sunday, August 27th. So make sure you follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all the other platforms, major platforms that are online. I'm on, the show is broadcast through all of them. So make sure you mark that calendar so you can be a part of that return celebration. And don't forget to subscribe to both my YouTube channel as well as my website, darkneofangeeks.com. And as I mentioned, if you like the show, you're a fan, you want to become a fan geek, then visit patreon.com slash all. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash supportfangeeks, the number four, A-L-L. And once you become a member, I'll send you a free t-shirt. All right, gang. Well, this is it. Time for me to close the blinds. Turn off the lights and lock the doors on this Season 2 of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. As always, take a little time to become a Fan Geek for All, and I shall return for Season 3. One love, kids, and thank you for believing.